Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 592. We are in New York this week doing At Midnight All Week as part of the New York Comedy Festival. So in addition to a bunch of amazing New York comedians, uh, we also have some great uh, guest appearances by... Folks like uh, Stephen Colbert and Ben Stiller and uh, Gilbert Gottfried. So watch at midnight every night this week. Well, and beyond this week would be nice too. But particularly this week, as we are in New York for the New York Comedy Festival at midnight Comedy Central, right after the Colbert Report at midnight. This is the Birthday Boys. Now the Birthday Boys have uh, a sketch show on IFC Fridays at 1130 and I have been a fan and friends of these guys for years. I first saw them at the UCB many years ago, and uh, Odenkirk's one of the Bob Odenkirk's one of the executive producers of their show. But they're one of my favorite sketch groups, and they're such sweet guys. And so, uh, and so I had them all in, and there's a lot of them. So uh, we uh, we just sort of lined everyone around a handful of mics, and uh, and then went to town podcast style. So here's the Nerds Podcast number five ninety two with the Birthday Boys. Now entering Nerdist.com. Got the six, yeah. I did, I got the bigger one. Yeah. How do you like it? I like it a lot, actually. I didn't think I would. Not too big. Oh, is that, that's it's a, like that's a plus? Yeah. Well, it's not as big as people think said I it would, was. But it's, it's, uh, it's nice. It's thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Are there, are there cases yet for the sixes? I haven't seen one. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, I'm sure there are, but then it would be really big. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to chance that I won't drop it. Which I will at some point. <laughs> into a case. <laughs> <laughs> if I dropped it, if if I dropped it onto a sidewalk made of cases, <laughs> yeah. then it would be okay. <laughs> if I do not do that, then this phone is going to be damaged uh, quickly. I've already done the thing where I had the headphones in and the phone's in my lap and I'm in the car, but I think it's in my pocket and I get out 
<laughs> and it just and it drops and there's a second where it just sort of hangs and I just gingerly like like the idol <laughs> so I haven't had that but otherwise it's uh, been okay um, welcome to the podcast all of you oh it's oh, great to be here thanks for having us thank you for having us well okay so everyone I think it's gonna I think everyone should just go around and introduce themselves so that everyone at least tries to get a sense of whose voice is whose good okay. luck uh, this is Mitch. This Hello. Is, this is Dave. <clears throat> this is Jeff. This is Mike. This is Tim. And Chris here. Is Completely indiscernible. <laughs> is it too late? Exactly the same voice. Is it too we late to change our, our voice? Our I, it's, it's never too late to change your voice. Because, I mean, I could just take a different Okay, I'll tell you what. Voice. Let's go around again, and then everyone just try to... Aff- you get to set whatever the, 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 the bass voice is. Okay. But then everyone else has to come up with a completely different sure. voice. And then... Talk that way for the, you know, for the rest of your Five life. Five seconds until the bit yeah. is over. Yeah. This is Mitch. Hey, it's Dave. This is Jeff. This is Mike. Hello, I'm Tim. And Chris. <laughs> a lot of we did a lot of. Mike and Tim sounded cool. like they work in the same Victorian <laughs> cult factory. And, uh, Chris sits on Tim's shoulder. And Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is a small, physically challenged boy. <laughs> I can't keep doing that voice, so I hope we don't have. It. Oh my God, he's cured. <laughs> normal size. Oh, that was really rough for a while there. I got tired of the voices by the third person. <laughs> I was just thinking, don't be offensive. Don't be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> and you were. You still made Sorry, English. You were to, uh, like the Brits. That's not nice at all, is it? Uh, it's funny. I was, someone sent me a. Um, there's a there's a there's a mini Führer on. Well, no Führer, not Führer, Führer, not Führer. Uh, I didn't mean a small Hitler. <laughs> yeah, there's a very small Hitler. It's a good sketch, premise already. <laughs> He's not as dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like Chris's little yeah. voice. There is a furor over, uh, um, I guess, a, I don't know, I'm not sportsy, but someone at a mascot at a game said that the, I like, was holding a sign that said that the other team's towels had Ebola in them. And people were real mad about it. <laughs> really? You don't mix sports with with comedy on a sign like that's a that's it's not going to come through Never. no matter how you try on the jumbotron your joke will not translate ever made a mistake hey maybe you guys should do so, that's a fine have you guys toured together a lot yeah you've had bit, yeah so you you've had the experience where someone's probably booked you for something let's say a college and they don't really understand how comedy works and they're like okay so uh before the assembly we're just gonna have you guys get up and just be funny right <laughs> right you just go you know, right before sports practice, we just thought, no, no, you kind of need everyone to focus. Our uh, <laughs> our best booking of all time was at, at an all night walkathon. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they were literally Northridge. sleeping. Like, people were literally people sleeping. Were, we had to be. Qui- we were told to be quiet. <laughs> we were doing an improv set to a. Uh, Mm, five unhappy people. Five <laughs> unhappy people in fifty tents <laughs> where people were sleeping. Yeah. Also, it was a walkathon. I don't even get what was happening there. They're it was a relay sleeping. walk. So, oh, like, okay. somebody had to be walking at all times for a forty-eight hour period or whatever. Just around in a circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the quad around the quad. Also, it was like kind of early. It was like ten, right? It wasn't like that. We late. didn't get the money slot. <laughs> we need a suggestion, please. Be quiet. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, now we need a location. We had fun though. We did have. Oh, we, we had, had a great time. Yeah. 
What kind of sketches do you? What kind of? What do you do at an improv? We showed up with a bunch of props, and we were going to do a sketch show, <laughs> and then saw what the situation was, brought the props back to the car, and said, "We're doing an improv set." And then we also shotgun beers because we were so embarrassed. Right. Do you remember that? We were yeah. like, "Let's just try to get drunk." So <laughs> and we had a guitar. Okay. Yeah, we <laughs> sang uh, "Video Killed the Radio Star." That's in right. Entirety <laughs> over and over. <laughs> For 48 hours, we're going to... It was a video killed the Radio Star-a-thon. <laughs> where for 48 hours, you have to be continuing video killed the Radio Star. It's a good cause, so we did it. What, when did you guys... How did you guys form? Oh, well, boy. a bunch of us knew each other loosely at Ithaca College. So six of us went to school there. And um, we all moved out and started living in the same house together, basically. Uh, it was a dump on Fredonia in the Valley. And um, just common interest stuff, started taking classes at UCB Theater together and things like that. But uh, I don't know at what point we, we had a sketch group formed. I think the, it was, the first time we got a laugh. It was 2007, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. We Tim did our first dates. sketch together. 2007. First <laughs> sketch or first time we got a laugh, because it's probably different That was like dates. 2013. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, us. <laughs> what was your first sketch? Oh. A briefcase switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was a sketch where Tim and I uh, bungle. Uh, we were on train. We sort of bungle our briefcases, and through the uh, in the black box theater, we leave our <laughs> the train and go to our own homes, and open the briefcase and say, "Oh my God, this this doesn't seem like mine." Oh, it is, and we pull out the same exact items out of both briefcases happening <laughs> at the same time. And it did okay. It was very it funny. Did well. bit, yeah. I think it was inspiring. Yeah, I think it won the award that year. <laughs> yeah, did it win the award? I think so. The briefcase yeah. award? <laughs> mm-hmm. you, won the, you won a briefie? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very brief sketch. <laughs> but is, so is UCB home base, basically? Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. When does the new theater open? It's Real very open. soon. It's open, uh, but not open for business. Basically, yeah, they've, they've, they've kind of shown a few people around, uh, and it was uh, we couldn't go. We were at Dave's bachelor party. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> Mom's the word. Sorry, he's off the market. What happened at the bachelor party? Uh, oh, we watched SNL. We watched SNL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very dorky. A very satirical viewing of. Oh, SNL. We had two cakes. Oh, two cakes. <laughs> two two different penis cakes. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Hanford and I got him. Wait, a, you had a penis cake? And yeah, you, yeah, we thought that would be funny. <laughs> we bought him. We bought him an erotic cake. <laughs> an erotic cake. <laughs> an erotic I don't know. Cake. I just feel like someone's gonna eat me. It's <laughs> weird. Marriage is crazy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and little little Ethiopia. It was. It was. It oh was yeah, there is a great good. cake shop. Do you know the name of that place? Oh, I know that place you're talking yeah. about because I I love Ethiopian food. Right. So I know that. It's. Are you it's, sure it's not because there's a boob cake in the window? We know it's. Yeah. Uh, come for the boobs, stay for the Ethiopian food. <laughs> yeah. Come for the boobs, uh, stay for the injera. Is what yes. I always say. Exactly. It was a uh, it was exotic cakes, I believe, and it was a very awkward process of trying to tell her. To, by the way, what color the penis should be? What's exotic about dicks? Yeah, it's <laughs> very true. Those are they're not every every guy has a dick. That's the, the least exotic thing. <laughs> Is it that, that they're dicks from faraway lands, or I think it was just I think it was all on you. I bet she was as comfortable as could she be. She was. Yeah, I was very nervous. It was, was uh, your classic. Like I was like you know your classic pink. <laughs> you know penis. what? Already yeah. a racist statement. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you know a, normal a normal pink one. Pink. <laughs> a white one. <laughs> the correct one. <laughs> what? <laughs> just describing in detail. I just want a, just a glistening of sweat on the tip. <laughs> and just it looks like a hint of, I think of open. There was. I, there actually was a subtle vein. Yeah. There was a, there it kind of grossed well, me out. I, I couldn't I, eat I that. I did one. ask about that, too. Yeah. I, well, because I, I asked about veins, and then I said, Is there. Do you. Do you <laughs> I said, you put pubic hair on there or whatever? And she was like... Um, well, that sounds like a trap. If they're like, okay, describe this normal dick. <laughs> well, oh, boy. But do you remember what happened? Because I was like, you put like pubic hair on there? And she's like, yes, no, we'll put... like You just want pubic a lot, Carolee? And I was like, no, just whatever is fine. And then... We got it. it was like a very small. Patch. It was a yeah. tiny little patch of sprinkles. It was like a little <laughs> soul patch of pubic hair, just in the middle of the balls, like in the wrong spot. So we'll, we'll try to post an image. We'll try to post an it image to our Twitter account. The, the, it looks fun. fun. You put candles on a bachelor party cake. You know we you did put it one right, in, right in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Who um, had actual pubic hair? She was like, "Ah, fuck these guys." Yeah, that's what I thought you were going <laughs> with on that. We, we, we gave her the runaround a lot. Describe your perfect penis. <laughs> <laughs> we kept her there till like nine p.m. It was it was kind of a big mess. Many up. drafts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was it was bad. What was the what was the in what was inside the cake? What type of cake was it? It was chocolate <laughs> and cream. Uh, it was it was a chocolate cake with white. Uh, <laughs> it was a chocolate cake with white cream inside of it and it was uh, good. It, it was, was a champagne nice. cake, right? I couldn't, yeah. No, no, it was the, the champagne cake was an uh, there was another penis cake that was sold. That was sold. <laughs> oh, <laughs> isn't that, that always it was in the, the window mocking us with a big sold sign. <laughs> champagne cake is a type of cake or it actually has champagne I in it? I don't know. Wow. Mm-hmm. We were confused by it. I mean, that was a big hold up. I was like, what do you mean champagne cake? And then I was like, it's in the shape of a penis, though? And she's like, yeah, it's champagne cake. I, I got confused. I guess it is just like a type of cake batter yeah. or something like huh. that. So. Is it in the shape of a fucking penis? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a goddamn what's in it. I don't need to see how your dicks are made. This is a $200 joke cake. <laughs> That's what it was. And then we brought it in, and they were all completely drunk. And they were yeah. like, <laughs> and just walked away. <laughs> so, for all that. $200. For <laughs> seconds, yeah. and then you only see the dick for a little while, and then once you cut into it, it's just right. we're it eating cake right. and it's sliced up. I think you could have just wrapped two uh, hundred dollar bills around your dick and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then just gotten the visual gag. That was the backup yeah. plan. Who's to say we didn't do that? As well, <laughs> no one's saying it, and that would have been fine. If that's what you wanted for your for your bachelor party. <laughs> would it be weird if a, a, a woman jumped out of a dick cake <laughs> Very through large. the urethra? <laughs> would that be strange? <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Oh, I, mean, I don't know if that's great to see that. There would be a lot of mental math happening. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm conflicted. I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> Half a boner? <laughs> it's, a, it's a homophobe's worst nightmare. You know, they don't know how to, how to feel as it's unfolding. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Am I hard because of the dick or the girl? <laughs> or the cake? I don't know, man. You were hard for like a second before she came out of there. <laughs> We've evolved, like but in like the early 30s that's how they determined if you were gay that was the <laughs> ultimate gay test it's like thank god you know we're a smarter society now but for years that was the only way you knew yeah now people are just like hey are you gay 
<laughs> yeah, you got a problem? No? Okay, okay great. Fine. Move yeah, on. Good, yeah, good. Because I believe everyone should be able to be yeah, however they want. We're on the same page here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, be happy. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Did, uh, what, so was this this past weekend? Um... Oh, I two, don't even remember, two man. Ago. Two yeah, two ago. weekends ago. Two ago yeah. And guess what? Today is Mike Mitchell's birthday. <laughs> what? So, oh. What are you doing a podcast for on your birthday? Uh, it was his got, birthday wish. Got, got to get the word out. <laughs> <laughs> Just want everyone to know it's my birthday. Uh, when you hear this, it won't be anymore. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to be here on my birthday. It's nice. I would be at the. We'd be at the office uh, editing stuff, if not. So that's uh, a yeah. yeah. You're going to get a bigger penis cake for his birthday with a with a lady jumping out of it. Yeah. <laughs> with a cake lady or a real lady? <laughs> oh, that's really a cake lady is a whole another dimension. <laughs> a cake lady, a cake lady. Cake motorized cake. It's the erotic Russian doll uh, of cakes. That's such like a nightmare. It. If you could just if you could somehow run an electric current through a cake to, <clears throat> to get like, it up there, like yeah. animatronic. <laughs> like to animate it hey, and just have a giant cake lady. You know we're going to see that in the future. Cake <laughs> cake humans are going to be around. So well, if it yeah. starts anywhere, it'll be in Japan first. <laughs> so they're probably already fucking cake ladies in Japan. <laughs> it's the most popular pastime. <laughs> I don't know. Would you, I'd fuck a cake for just once. Sure. Hey. Oh, yeah. I we've seen pies in film. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, guess what I just did? Tweet Instagram. <laughs> Here's my dick in a cake. I don't see any reason why. I guess it also depends on the kind of cake. I think I'd fuck a red velvet cake. Yes. Sure. <laughs> it feels like the smoothest one of all, I would, I would guess. Uh, Tiramisu. Taking an international. <laughs> I once saw a movie where a guy had sex with an apple pie. <laughs> oh, with that, that pie fuckers. Yeah, pie fuckers. <laughs> great movie. I can't believe they didn't censor that title anywhere. It was just all over the place. Pie fuckers. <laughs> it was rated at the PG. Mall. Slipped right by. <laughs> PG for pie good. <laughs> I worked at R for arm covering in a cake. I worked at a movie theater the summer American Pie 2 came out, and Perfect. it was so embarrassing to be in there wearing, like, a popcorn t-shirt, and then all these cool kids from high school and stuff were coming in and going to see American Pie 2. They were like, you work here? And I was like, yeah, I do work. It's a pretty normal <laughs> yeah. summer job. Well, what's wrong though? with that? Does he work You're making money They made fun of me. I mean, also, I think I was just made fun of. The size. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an addition. So any job, any job. I hate to break it to you. I think it had nothing to do with your job. I think you thought you were losing. I mean, I want to say, I think it's pretty cool that you get to watch movies for free, but also, fuck you. <laughs> you shouldn't have worn the popcorn shirt to school, either. That was, yeah. a, bad that was a mistake. What was the What movie theater was it? It was AMC in Braintree, Massachusetts. Uh, it was the popular movie theater, too. I, it was very, very embarrassing for me. I remember, like, looking down. I saw kids, like... Because I left a school, this, like, uh, private school in, in, in Braintree, and I went to a, a public school in Quincy. And so, like, all these kind of, like, private school kids came in there, and I hadn't seen any of them in forever. And I was, like, had a big, giant cartoon popcorn on my shirt. You work at the AMC. That's kind of, that's kind of how it felt, actually. It felt very... I don't understand. You're, you're white. I don't you get it. Doing the film? It felt very much caddyshack does, does your father own this theater? I don't Am I on a reality show? Come on. I mean... 
Do you want to come work in my screening room? <laughs> Bring the shirt. It was. It was. It was actually. And you know what? They had a right to make. There. There were a lot of. I worked there with a couple of my buddies, but there were some weird guys there. There was a kid who was like, you know, if like the popcorn falls off the bag and out on the counter, like you can eat that. Popcorn. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't think that's a rule. I think that's like something. You shaking came up the bag with. on purpose. <laughs> Whoops. Order us. <laughs> Very cool. There were a lot of weirdos there. But I got to see American Pie 2 for free, and The nice. Princess Diaries was in at the same time. Ooh, wow, what a score. <laughs> did you have to pay for that? Uh, I, I did pay for it. I wanted to pay for it. <laughs> you owed it to them. I like that you said the cool kids had a right to make fun of you guys. Like You're like defending bullying, basically. <laughs> you know, they sometimes they just have a right to do it. They, they, bullying has to exist a little bit. They had just so. as much right than the kid who could eat the popcorn off the counter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like the, the movie theater rights are much different. It's a different bill of rights than our, uh, than our shared communal bill of rights. I, I agree completely. What are the worst jobs you've had? Anyone? Ooh, telemarketer. You had to be telemarketer? Yeah, in Burbank. And I had to walk to work two miles. And the snow? Back, ways, yeah. And uh, I would be like reading a book and accidentally read... A line from the book onto the phone and confuse people because you can't think about telemarketing all day. It's not possible. What was the telemarketing for? Are you hearing a buzz, Katie? Yeah, it's phone. Oh, no, Mike just emits a buzz periodically. <laughs> Good. Get away from Good. there. What? What were you telemarketing? Um, have you heard of First National Information Network? Are you asking me or are you telemarketing yeah. me right now? Do you want to? This is the you spiel. Telemarket me? Yeah, yeah. Let's just do okay. a spiel. Ring, ring. Um, uh, oh. Okay, so I, I uh, oh wait, here. I'll... Well, Chris, you would answer. <laughs> what? <laughs> you would answer the phone, I guess. Okay. No, you would say ring. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello? Uh, hi, uh, would you be interested in information from First National Information Network? I'm really no way. busy, I'm at work right now. Have a good night. Off I go, I'm out. Okay, 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 let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Ring, ring, hello. Hi, would you be interested in information from First National Information Network? Why, yes, I'm sitting here alone and quite bored. Please entertain me. <laughs> okay, well, we have several different types of information. Would you be interested in investing in the film industry, uh, in oil, this is and then oh, real estate? I was just telling my friend the other day, by friend I mean cat, I should invest in either film or oil. <laughs> uh, can you hold while I get a manager? No, <laughs> I want to stay on. So don't put me on hold. People have been putting me on hold my whole life. This would be way farther than I ever got in a call <laughs> by in six months. This is like second base in telemarketer terms. Oh, I'd be the king of the whole office. <laughs> he didn't hang up. It's such a fake company. They invest in film and oil. <laughs> what it was, I found out later, they didn't tell us this, but we were just generating leads. So if you said you were interested... We just sold your name and phone number to, oh. to the right. Oh. Wow. It's Whoa. the dirtiest thing ever. Ugh. Maybe That's... film and oil was like popcorn oil for AMCs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the fancy part of town. You get to eat the popcorn that falls on the tray. I'm so... If, if, what I would really love to do is to vote. Uh, well, first of all, we should make a billion dollars. And then when we do that, mm-hmm. let's, don't, let, let, let's, let's put a chunk of that into uh, creating a hackers network that will... Because I still get telemarketed, Mm -hmm. even though I'm on the do not call list. Sure. And it's that super shady where they're like, "Eh, press one if you'd like to lower your interest rates to offer. As soon as I hear that voice, I get fucking really mad. Mm -hmm. And if you do and they answer and you go, hey, how'd you get my number? They hang up because they're not supposed to be calling you. Right. But I would so... like One of the things in this world that would satisfy me more than anything is as soon as they hang up to have their phone ring in and go... 
I'm sorry, it felt like you hung up on me. And then go, aren't you at 239 Stanton Street? Like, I so want to, I, I want that Reverse. moment in, in my life. There's got to be a way. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, the, the Star 6-9 doesn't work. No. <laughs> no, tell them, we've tried that. <laughs> Wasn't that, that's how you got like a pranker? It was, that, yeah. yeah. yeah you, Star 6-9, I think, is phased out now. Possibly. Oh, really? I would guess. I don't now know. it's hashtag 6 <laughs> <laughs> It still totally works. Yeah. yeah. I, there's got to be a way. I think you can. I think you have the resources. You can do it. I don't think you need the billion. But I think they're using. A, <laughs> you don't need the full billion. It just takes a little gusto, a little, a little stick to itiveness. Oh, all right. I guess I just want a billion. I kind of want. I kind of want to see what hashtag six nine is on Twitter. I wonder what. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's about calling back things. <laughs> I'm sure that's all it is. It's nothing else. I was a garbage man the year before I was worked at that movie theater, which was pretty bad. Uh, was this when you used to see uh, Tom Brady and? Yes. Go ahead. Share. share Share how you felt about your life at that moment. I was standing on the back of a garbage truck with seagulls flying around my head. And so you were like a bird wizard. I was <laughs> like a, a pile. I was like like the trash extended onto the truck. And Tom Brady, would, who's the New England Patriots quarterback, mm-hmm. would be running the beach in Quincy. And he would. I would just see him. And he it was beautiful. <laughs> how many seagulls like, how did many he seagulls have around his head? Flying around him. No seagulls. Really? Oh, him. wow. And I was standing there on the back of the truck like a monster. And he was just running beautifully. And it was the opposite ends of the spectrum. Did he ever like pick up a can and just like throw a perfect can <laughs> <laughs> in the trash? Truck. <laughs> <laughs> <All> every morning <laughs> he was praying that one time you would catch it clean and be like a rookie of the year moment where they put you on the team take you off that garbage truck but instead it just hit off your head it never you... it, it never ha- it never nothing ever happened except for I walked near him and grabbed a barrel of trash and the trash can. Hey, you got good you got good catching hands there. Do you want to come play for the team and fuck my hot wife? <laughs> that's, yes, that's, sir. that's what part of his offer. Is, is that what all the rookies get to do? That's what all the... <laughs> I like that he's always out looking for good catching hands. <laughs> you see him out in the world. Oh, that's a good pair. Hey, it's hard to be a quarterback. Technically not his job to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, also, he's just that good. I just want to say that this might not be interesting to anyone at all, but I don't know if anyone's ever seen a trash dump before, but it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> there, it, like, uh, well, the smell is like overwhelming, of course. Oh, and oh, stuff, sure. But it's giant. They're so big. It's they're like beautiful. airport hangers. No, it's not that beautiful. You should see Mitch's face light up right now. Is it, there's a twinkle <laughs> in his eye. I had to get like out of the truck to like, because yeah, when you dump it, you gotta do some stuff in the back to make it yeah. dump out. I don't remember anymore. It's been a while. But, uh, uh, you get out and there's just like rats running by your feet and stuff, and and they they have tractors just pushing up these piles, and this is just like on a daily basis. It's so much trash. It's so crazy. You probably couldn't do that job if you were a germaphobe, right? Oh God, no, definitely not. No, we the, we luckily you're a germaphile. I am germaphile. <laughs> Mike Mitchell is the only registered germaphile in the world. Okay, what was the most disgusting thing you ever? Oh. oh no! An What's empty the... can. <laughs> no, no. If it's Two anything empty more than that, I'm it was bone dry. <laughs> well, I worked with this guy who was kind of notorious. Like the guy who was on the back of the truck with me was kind of like notoriously clean, notoriously friendly, <sighs> like notoriously dumb. I guess you could say. Like, uh, 
and he would always go and I loved him he was a very nice man and he like was always telling me to come over and visit him with his cats and stuff and he was he was a very sweet sweet man but uh he always would go through the trash like he would like be looking at stuff and he picked up. Did I say this or no? Yeah, you have to. Yep. Man. Oh, he picked up like a, a dildo, a two-sided dildo. One day, I was like, "Look at this thing!" And like was like waving it around. And I was like, "Jimmy, put it back into the trash." <laughs> and it was the weird thing was is that that it, that the 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 dildo was in a bag with a bunch of pictures, framed pictures of like a family. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are often thrown away at the same yeah. time. It was so weird. It was like a, that's it was a literal a plastic, awkward family photo. Yes, it was a yes. plastic bag with a bunch of framed uh, pictures of like a man and a woman, and then this this dildo. <laughs> oh, the, uh, for a second, I thought you were saying that the dildo was in each photo. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was in it was it was in the plastic bag with like it a, too. It's a member of their family. Yeah, it was it was really really strange. We picked up the trash in like South. It was in South Boston where we got it. So I don't, hmm. I don't know. Did you return so, it? And then the long journey to return it to its right. Yeah, there. it was it was like it was like Tom Brady, you lost this. It was it was, it was like Stop Castaway. Mine, but I'll help you find the owner. Yeah. It was very much the end of Castaway where I finally delivered. <laughs> 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 uh, and then you, you went back to your bedroom and turned the lights on and off. And mind yourself at home. You threw the dildo to Tom Brady in a perfect spot. Right? <laughs> you get my job, kid. <laughs> that it would be like a trash castaway where you're just stuck on this island of trash. <laughs> I mean, I, on my first day, uh, I picked up a bag of trash and. I got scraped, <gasps> and the guy was like, "You should be careful. There's needles like in there." No, uh, no. So it's, it was it was you bad. Should. It was a bad job. It was yeah. terrible. It was really really bad. But not as bad as the job you chose to share first as your worst job, which uh, was yeah, movie theater. movie theater employee, <laughs> <laughs> air conditioned, <laughs> humiliating. <laughs> Devastating job. I'm sure, all those same uh, those same rich kids would be like. Well, I mean, uh, trash is a honorable <laughs> position. <laughs> movie theater. <laughs> there was a social side of that one with the trash one. You know, you smell like a skunk and you go home for the day, and who cares? And then with that one, like, it was just socially embarrassing to to to. That's you know. so. That's so funny that, that in the in the, that in a in a young person's brain, and I do understand it that. That would be the worst job. Yeah, yep. in front of in front of your friends. Yeah, you, it it just felt so much worse. And when like the other night, I was like, oh, I'm a t- trash monster, man. I don't care. <laughs> I'm the coolest guy here. <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> so no one else had any bad jobs besides uh, telemarketing. No, it's just a lot of doctors and lawyers. And <laughs> speaking speaking of penises, Jeff's parents oh god have a chocolate factory and they make chocolate penises at oh the yeah 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 what yeah. not just that though they make totally respectable well, they make respectable candies too yeah yeah uh, pussies and bangs. pussies uh, breasts <laughs> yeah 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 this is i didn't like grow up in a chocolate factory though this is a new this is a new thing my parents wanted to own a yeah. business and then i found the molds of boobs <laughs> But well, your was, dad's I name was, is Willy Wonka. I was right? rooting around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes by Bill now. Yeah. Bill Wonka. 
Didn't 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 you didn't the the mold of the boobs were missing for a long time and your parents were wondering? Then <laughs> <laughs> they found them in your bathroom cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> they found them under your pillow with a crusty towel. Because <laughs> you can fill the molds with anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're molds. It doesn't have to be chocolate. Oh be. my god. Jesus. <laughs> Could be plaster of Paris. <laughs> mm, I have a pretty bad job. What? A writer in a seven-man sketch group. Whoa! Oh, How goes? Seven is a big number. For a it's a huge group. number. Yeah. Yes. It really is. Too big. It's a lot. I think Monty Python was 15. That's true. <laughs> I think. It worked out great for them. They were 30. Yeah, yeah. There was 30 of them. <laughs> seven. Uh, so uh, what, what's the ethnic background of everyone in the group? Um, well, you know, Chris is Caucasian. Uh, <laughs> Tim is Greek, Caucasian. Uh, yeah, no, we, we, we try to make up for it with, yeah. with length of hair and uh, right. We're all different, different shirts. Heights. We're not the same exact height. That is one thing. All well, of your dimensions are yeah. varied. Yes, yeah. our dimensions are very varied. How tall are you, Mitch? I'm six two, so we and run. I'm the, we, six one and a half. We run the gamut from five ten to six two, <laughs> <laughs> and everything in between. Most of us are male. <laughs> As we establish, I have some sort of trash in my blood now. Mitch <laughs> <laughs> is part trash man. Yes. If I got scraped on my first day working uh, as a garbage man, and it was ten years ago, I'd still be like, I'm sure I must have gotten something. Yes. Yeah. My yeah, I felt that way for I, very, very long. I <laughs> stepped on a nail at the dump one day. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, no. I worked. I worked for my my uncle doing like contract work, and I wore sneakers to the dump. Which you're not supposed to do. No, no. And a no, nail no. went right up into the old heel. I was like, wow. you got home alone? The heel? You got home yeah, alone? Jesus. You got stern? I, I think it was on Christmas Day. Oh. Macaulay Culkin, was, Macaulay Culkin <laughs> was trying to defend the dump. Yeah. He would put those, those nails up on Christmas Day and you stepped what on them. What were you one. doing there on Christmas Day? Looking to get scraped. <laughs> <laughs> Last-minute shopping. I think they should do a... Uh, it'd be fun if someone did the attack scene in Home Alone, but all, but all the effects that would really happen. Yeah, yeah. If, if, right. If you... Real if physics. Like, they, so they, they die on the first gag. One, one drop dead. One can. can. And Kevin, Kevin endearingly burying the bodies in the backyard. He didn't mean for it yes. to go this far. <laughs> I thought you were saying the paint can would miss and then they just beat the kid to death. <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> that is the other outcome. <laughs> no, Chris, you forget there was a spider in there. <laughs> oh, I forgot about they the would spider. Just, they would just beat him against the stairs like an, like an orca with a seal. And then the McAllisters would come home and find this dead kid. Right. Well, and the neighbor would turn out to actually be a creep who puts bodies in a trash can. He has the shovel. Problem. Yeah, it's, it would. All, this is a good movie. This is a good movie because if you reverse all the expectations, I'm I'm seeing it. I'm seeing I mean, it. first of all, getting uh, the thing where his his skull his scalp gets burned. Right. I mean, that would just like that would just that wouldn't just burned off his hair. Totally. Yeah. That'd be fun <laughs> effects too. Oh man. I also like the version of where 
Macaulay Culkin kills those guys, and then the rest of the movie is just him on trial for inviting, <laughs> <laughs> inviting like people. But there would brief. never be a trial because he was just defending his, like, he was a little kid. But alone. you can't invite yeah. people in to be killed, right? Isn't that, like, isn't that messed up? Isn't <laughs> there some entrapment? sort of. Or, that, or basically, ground, just man. what happens is that he just basically <laughs> develops a bloodlust and for the rest of his life <laughs> has to build these increasingly, like, Dexter style Rube Goldberg sure. kill machines. It becomes Jigsaw. It, yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, the good, the good son. The good son is like a direct link. Yes. Yeah, it goes Home Alone, the good son, Jigsaw. I'm, yeah. I'm so in love with Kevin. I'm so in love with Kevin. It all checks Jigsaw out. Kevin <laughs> Not the mask, just game jigsaw. <laughs> and then the reason, yeah, and so, and it totally makes sense too because he was he was formed because he was attacked by evil people. Yeah. So he basically throughout the That's rest right. of his life he, he tries to get people to repent. Right. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. What is the talk boy if not his first communication? <laughs> oh, talk boy. You know. Maybe this was planned out. That's crazy. <laughs> Could be. Hello, Could wet be. bandits. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you like water. You can do this. This can happen. Oh, That's incredible. God. This oh, can man. happen. I mean, this is a... If only there was a sketch group to make it. <laughs> <laughs> that could somehow... That sounds like it's going to need eight members. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. If you do it, if you do it, I want to be in it, and I want to play the Carrie Elwes character. Okay. <laughs> yes. We'll do it. Well, we'd love to, but we just don't have someone who looks exactly like... Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn, damn this. Wait, wait, wait. Put your hands up on your face. Oh, Close yeah, enough. Yeah. I mean, he's got the hands. Totally. You can't see it, folks, but I'm doing a dead ringer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a dead ringer. That's kind of amazing. I bet well, you could probably actually get Macaulay Culkin to Yeah, do that's it. true. Mm-hmm. He, has a, he has like a band. A that pizza rock band yeah, about pizza. pizza rock band, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, if you're listening, you're welcome. We'll do it. Just uh, Macaulay, just call us. Um, I'm sure our yeah. number is just widely available. <laughs> our phone number. <laughs> yep. That's how it gets made. But you would be surprised how many how many ideas we don't do because we don't have enough people. I mean, how many sketches have we turned down? Yeah, right. Million man Any women? We have no women. Yeah. No, no. This year we actually we got a bunch of cool people this year. Um, because uh, Bob, you know, is doing Better Call Saul. Bob Odenkirk, yeah, is Bob one Odenkirk, of the executive, executive producer, the and Ben Stiller. Um, so uh, what we did is, since Bob was in every episode last year, this year we have a bunch of guests. So we had uh, Dana Carvey, we got Jack Black, we got Chris Casey Elliott. Wilson, Lennon Palmer. And they're Chris all. Elliott. If you guest on our show, you're permanently in the group, right? <laughs> so we count as, as <laughs> we're almost in Monty Python territory. <laughs> so you're, you're basically it's like a snowball effect where everyone yeah. that you roll over becomes a part. It's of like it. a, whether they want to or not. Katamari's <laughs> 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 case. I wish Katamari. Dana's in the room. We should be letting him talk a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> he says it wouldn't be prudent. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> 
fucking dare The you. man was nice enough to be on our show. <laughs> hey, I goofed around with him about that. He loves doing that voice. He does. He does. He Dana Garvey's the funniest guy in the world. Yeah. He, he did every bit it, you would ever want him He's to not do. one of these dudes who's tired of people being like, do George W. Bush. Like, yeah, he, no. he was a delight. Do George W. Bush. Not gonna do it. <laughs> That's probably the stock answer. Yeah. Hey. It's like a who's on first thing. Like, he yeah. refused to do the bit. We yeah. did. We did have that moment where we were like, like watching him in awe and being like, "What are you doing on our show? You should be like, you should be on every show. He's the funniest guy on well, he earth." He kind of quit so for a while, good. right? Because he had a heart problem, yeah. and then he was like, "Oh, I think I should probably just be with my family for a while." Right? Not- well, yeah. he needed he needed to find a show that wouldn't make him laugh hard enough or startle enough to upset his condition. So he found, <laughs> luckily, he found the break. <laughs> but he's he's doing more stuff now because his sons that he he like took time off to raise a family and both of his sons are comedians doing now. comedy. They yeah, both moved mm-hmm. down to L.A. and are oh that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's the best. He's, he's he was awesome. the cool, he was the nicest man on earth. Yeah. <laughs> he was so nice to us. It was crazy. Everybody was. Yeah, it was a really fun season. Did you, did you ever hear that story? This is a. Uh, I guess it's an urban legend, or maybe it's a thing that actually happened. I heard it years ago, uh, where. Someone ran up to John Cleese on the street and they're like, "Oh my God, I love you so much!" And Monty Python changed my life. And you know, and then John Cleese just like laid into the guy and he was like, "You silly little man! How dare you talk to me? This was a small moment of my life, and you should get over it and grow up!" And it, like just fucking laid into the guy, and the guy was completely shattered. And Cleese turned around to walk away, and then silly walked all the way. That's amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Tim and I were at uh, Cat and the Fiddle once, uh, hanging out. We sure, had some sure. friends over hanging, and uh, we heard an English person screaming behind us. And we're like, who, who is that? It was Johnny Rotten yelling at someone who asked him for his autograph. Which is exactly what you want. Yeah, it's exactly what you want. It was, it was yeah. like, that guy sounds a lot like a sex puzzle. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> I won't sign this thing. <laughs> he's uh, he's got he's to be that way, though. Like, there's certain people that you right. you want them to. That's like, right. that's part of the experience. That's part of the, the John Lydon experience, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. We're, we've already started to craft our little signature leave-behinds. Like, Mitch gives people a piece of trash. As just a small token, and whatever popcorn spills out of it, they get to eat. They can eat it. That's yeah. absolutely. True. I give them some of the penis cake I took from the uh, bad Right. Well, they've all been defined in the last two weeks. So. Right. Right. We do the opposite. We approach people we think might be fans and ask them if they're fans. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. Usually. We usually get berated. <laughs> they walk off. Hey, you, you look like a birthday boys fan. Well, whose birthday is it? <laughs> you guys, we. You, Years ago, when I first started Nerdist, yeah. I was like, oh, I really want to do, I really want to make videos and yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were the first people that I called and said, do you guys want to do something? And you sent me this amazing, <laughs> oh boy, this um, oh. Am- Star Wars. amazing yeah. Star Wars video. Yeah. But I, it just at the time, I had no, I had it, and I got so excited, and I had nowhere to put it. I, I didn't have a. I didn't have. I hadn't launched the YouTube channel yet, and I wasn't able to host video yeah. on what was at that time a TypePad blog. And so, just walking uh, around with a sketch so in your pocket. Really great sketch. Whatever happened to that sketch? Did you post it anywhere? I, I think it existed in some form at a live show or two. And we got sure. some new Star Wars movies on the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Relevant. it's relevant. Can, again. I, can we post it now? Yeah, sure. sure. I'd love to post it's it. It's a huge blast from really the past. Good. Also, the, there's yeah, a there's... scene. 
this season. Are we going to say the same thing? Yeah, but we, we, now, you know, almost a decade later, we made another Star Wars <laughs> We've been writing this whole time. We're the first sketch group, and I'll say this right now, the first sketch group to do a Star Wars sketch. The very first. Very yeah. first. No one uh, else, I don't think, has done anything like I that I don't before. think so. But yeah, that one was kind of a subtle homage. This other one is like an overt, over-the-top, parallel universe uh, where there is another, there was another Star Wars film. This one was one word: Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. No space. Uh, <laughs> and there's a pocket of people that were a huge fan, and it has it has a lot of the same things that you recognize from the Star Wars universe. Some characters are the same, but they use machine guns instead of <laughs> laser guns, <laughs> and they swear a lot. And they more. say bastard a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. But Han Solo's also in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Thomas Lennon uh, yeah. is our guest star for that yeah. for that sketch. So. so I would imagine the first the first season of your show is probably uh, all the sketches that <laughs> all of your A list stuff that right. you had years to hone. <laughs> Tap and in. season two is like <sighs> we can start over. <laughs> yeah. How about a guy with a hat? <laughs> Shoot it! I don't care. Wait, it's not a funny hat. I don't care. Who fucking care? That sketch is called the unfunny hat. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you how, how do you take that on? Or do you or was did you have enough old stuff that you were able to not old, but I just mean sure, like tested right. because it, you really I I think it seems like the the challenge behind sketch is that it's kind of it's a kind of a version of like st- like related to stand up yeah. and that you you f- sort of form a relationship with your audience in sketch comedy so how do you when you don't have an audience to to bounce off of yeah we lean hard on like big concept premacy stuff i think partially for that reason of like you watch some shows it's all so character first or you know monologue first you know for Chappelle or somebody who has a whole stand up Set. Thing, yeah. So we'll come in with like big high high concept ideas, which was a lot of our you know eight years of doing live sketch comedy together was just doing the biggest silliest ideas. So I think this year working with Bob and just having another season under our belts, it was it was easier to start from a smaller area and and have fun with character and, yeah. and let things breathe. And it's more fun to write new stuff because when you're doing an old sketch that you've done live. There's almost no like fun in the process because you're just like, are we doing this right or right. Is this how we, <laughs> we can only how you would adapt it to TV? So we didn't do too much old stuff this year just because it was. It made editing again. way more fun uh, to come into stuff that we'd never seen before. Mm. Um, well, that's the other challenge with editing for sketches that <clears throat> when you're when you're doing a live show, you basically have the whole picture on stage, right? So how do you know when you're shooting it what elements to focus on, what elements to keep? Like some things are, I mean. I see some sketches get ruined, like when they cut to a close up. It's like, oh, that should have just been like in the Living background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We worry about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our lives. <laughs> the last three months is just like the boring <laughs> mathematical part that like no one wants to even know about is the as what we've been doing. Where yeah. it's like his lips should move more in that moment, and it just will drive you ins- insane. <laughs> it's an easy <laughs> thing to nitpick too, because you know everything becomes a little mini movie. Yeah. And everybody's got a passion project, and you you think that that moment matters so much, and then you screen it for somebody that's totally removed, and you're reminded like, oh no, the first six lines were fun too. I just was hung up on this one. Yeah. There's been so much wrinkle. stuff where you're like, 
you get so into it, and then I'll be like, he needs to put his hand up right there. And then, like, you're like, what? <laughs> you step back, you're like, you're arguing over, like, a movement or something? Or did, just... did Odenkirk uh, mentor you guys at all? In term, just in terms of, like, here's what Process. we did on Mr. Show. Yeah. And that was helpful. Yeah, he was fantastic. I mean, he was in the, the writer's room from day one of the first season, and he was in the writer's room for all of this season. Um, and he comes by the edit bay and, you know, he even directed a bunch of stuff in season one. So I think he's, he's probably one of the best people to convince you to kind of walk away, let things sit, have fun with it. Don't, don't get too hung up on any one thing, but, um. Yeah, I mean that that was it was he used a lot of Mr. Show tap-ins. Yeah, too. for sure. Be, and Early. because of it they they're filming, they decided to film Better Call Saul right in our edit base. So it's <laughs> Oh, just the whole time just to make it easier for him. Yeah, just so to make it, if it feels a little claustrophobic in some of the lawyer scenes, it's like they're sitting between And two by men. lawyer scenes, Saul Goodman's now an editor. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is, have, have you did you have you gotten a peek of anything of any Saul stuff? No. No. Nope. No, he's he's just He's the told final us episode, some things, but, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, it sounds it sounds really fun. I think it's a lot of hard work. I mean, he's he's uh, away a lot, yeah, uh, and and they're really grilling him. But it sounds like it's uh, it's going to be pretty amazing. We tried to squeeze some information out of him, and we're like, so, and he's just like, it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say like, oh, I shot a scene today that was so good, and it was. Yeah, I mean you'll see it. <laughs> that was crazy during like Breaking Bad too. Like it was it was mounting. It was like a cultural phenomenon. There were like three or four episodes left, and then he would be like, "Guys, this next one is so crazy." <laughs> like, I did a scene. <laughs> oh, every that last season, every episode was fucking. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Incredible. What a good. I mean, I I, I don't. Vince Gilligan is so like that writing staff was so brilliant at storytelling. I don't even I'm not even sure what you can really learn from them because it's so it's so high end. Right. They're yeah. like I, I guess playing I just a different game. You couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, be absolutely. perfect. Just be perfect in every way. And uh, we that's, met, that's the lesson. We met Vince Gilligan at Bob's birthday. And uh, oh, yeah. I went up to him and I said, like he was talking to these guys and I was like, It's nice to meet you, but uh I'm behind on the show, so I I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> I had to leave. Like, I walked away. Because that's all he does: walk around telling people yeah. how it ends. <laughs> you guys had like a, we were having a conversation about like uh, the show, and I was I couldn't I couldn't hear any of it. It he, was he was explaining uh, the the multiple RVs thing. Oh, um, yeah. Remember, he was right. like they actually didn't get the RV that they wanted. Uh, and so there was a whole bunch because we were just talking about how you can get hung up on little things and you know nitpick things and he was just explaining how important it was to track down this one guy's weird RV and then they had to get I think like two of them they, or he couldn't get the one he wanted because they, they couldn't buy as many right that one. right and they had to blow one up or something yeah. but he's he's got this crazy Vince has this crazy uh, comedy knowledge too like uh, it was like you know you expect to walk into that conversation and ask him some little question about his show because it's so amazing but he's so aware of every second of Mr. Show he had seen mm-hmm. our show and mentioned something it was like yeah he was pumping us for spoilers about yeah, our show <laughs> but he knows it's nothing funny. about meth <laughs> he knows nothing about crazy. meth crazy he's asking like, us questions hey guys when's uh, Mitch going back into the garbage business <laughs> <laughs> how did you know that <laughs> amazing but I guess it really is about just being Thorough, maybe yes. is that the takeaway? He's got a thorough brain. He like he can follow through on everything. It was it was amazing. Well, guy. and and that and that unfortunately, 
can sort of it's it's like what you were saying. It can sort of fuck you up with comedy where you get so into minutia, mm-hmm. yeah, and it just starts getting more and more microscopic. I mean, I guess it's sort of I guess the analogy is like if you're in a band and you spend so much time like in this verse this lyric is a reference to this thing and you can and the music dips and it's in this it's in this note that's the first letter of the name of a girl and then someone's like no i just like the part that's like na 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 yeah yeah and other people just don't that just... part where everybody says hey at the same time <laughs> we we did after the first season like we, we i think we kind of learned that lesson of like like oh like this moment has to be perfect but then like more so than anything like if you come out you're like hi how are you people like laugh <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. all they want is a funny voice <laughs> people like to be asked how they are <laughs> that's how season two starts hi how are you <laughs> just well, do... I have this one sketch that's a very deep uh, incisive <laughs> takedown of the way the government views <laughs> and another guy's like hey, yeah. that's also how we in, in, like in hindsight I think we've done that too before where we're like oh that sketch kind of like is a comment on this thing when it's not at all it's, yeah it's mostly about a dumb voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we had that Kari sketch and it's like that could be like about pollution or something <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's yeah. not. most of our sketches are about like trying to comment on things and failing yeah a little topical <laughs> back ended topical relevance for you attempted comments yeah. how many episodes did you guys do for the new season there's ten and that was ten in, in season one too. Um, so it's crazy because you you that is so many sketches. Like even though it's only ten episodes, that's like you know six or seven like, concepts in each episode. It's like eighty sketches. Yeah. yeah so the <gasps> the schedule the schedule and the, the number of ideas because we don't do a lot of um, we do like a runner in each episode like a through line element kind of like Mister Show, um, <coughs> but we don't have a ton of recurring characters. So you can't do that thing as oh, much as no. <laughs> like ah oh, let's just throw right. uh, let's just throw right. pizza foot in there yeah and you got to you got to shoot through pizza foot before you can move yeah. on to something else he just has one foot that's a pizza <laughs> <laughs> and Macaulay Culkin writes songs about it oh that's two sketches we've come up with on this podcast <laughs> season three is half done we have to cast Macaulay Culkin <laughs> well that's the only show. caveat. <laughs> He becomes the Kulk of the show. Uh, I was unhappy with that as soon as the first syllable left my mouth. That was one of those ones I'm like, don't do it. Uh, I already started. It's because of the way my mom taught me how to drive. Like, my mom was a very much like, if you start to go, you fucking go. Like, don't stop because that's how accident. Like, once you go, commit to going. And unfortunately, that just carried into comedy. It's like once I open my mouth, I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I don't understand where your mom's philosophy has a benefit because if you like T-bone a guy in an intersection and then you like pile drive, that's a good mom. Still going. No, but I think it was just. Uh, you know, like if you're pulling right. out, don't second guess. Don't don't stop. Like if you're making a left turn, uh-huh. yeah. don't like stop because you see cars coming. Just like you're already in the internet. Just fucking keep going. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's merging. That, there, you just go. Uh, I was I was on a Harold team with Hanford, and uh, I just remember like they were so much like, hey, if you commit, like if you do something, you just got to commit to it. And I remember one time like doing this, making this big choice, and I was like, no one's laughing, and I was like, you just got to commit to it. <laughs> I did it for like. 
two minutes and just like dead silence from everyone in the theater and I was like oh god what have I like that stuff maybe isn't true all the time and you should right, right, right. abandon on no a rule is true all the time yeah. by the way this podcast is not an official driving uh, <laughs> yes. school so yes. please don't take my mom's advice and then sue me <laughs> your mom said to go and I hit a kid <laughs> well, I didn't tell you to do that <laughs> please don't do that it is um, however an official guide to how to do comedy so if you get out an improv scene and you do a bad character choice you stick to you it stick yeah. to you it. stick to you it you do it every week until you are asked to leave <laughs> and you have to take a job at a movie theater you make it your gilly and you don't stop until it is have people been suing the, the podcast a lot lately or? no 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 no, no, no. yeah what's with the disclaimer no I'm not allowed to talk about it <laughs> no no I but pizza, I is it pizza foot <laughs> pizza foot <laughs> he just doesn't he feels the term is derogatory I feel like that like sounds like oh it's like a fun thing but if that disease existed it would be like the one of the grosser things <laughs> but it's actually edible like you could look oh no, that was, that's amazing now what did you picture for pizza foot I pictured a guy with like just like a New York slice of pizza on his foot not yeah. but I guess for I guess it could just be a whole pizza or it could be a foot that's foot shaped but just like super fucked up yeah, I pictured a triangle thin triangle I figured a thin triangle yeah. too I pictured a totally regular guy with one pepperoni for an eye, and everything else <laughs> was normal. Well, that's a different about guy. It. I know, but that's what I pictured. That's pizza what I was foot? picturing too. Though. Well, that's see, then Tim and I, two people can't be wrong. Pizza Foot, he's a pirate. <laughs> I'm Pizza Foot, the pirate. I have a pepperoni for me eye and a pizza for a foot. That might be the bad guy in Veggie Tales. Possibly, <laughs> we've never seen it, so that's a, that's a huge possibility. <laughs> Yet another lawsuit. Oh, you guys, you probably want season three around the corner for all this comedy. Oh, gold. we got the ideas. <laughs> what do you so uh i mean it's fun to not have to rely on other people when you want to do comedy mm-hmm. but then when you have a group of people it's like well i can't do my thing unless ever, unless at least some people are, are on board does that ever get frustrating definitely both things are true by the way <laughs> i think we exist because we needed the momentum of of more people early on to you know to make sure that what you're doing is worth doing but then the challenge is just balance Sure, but also I think like if I want to do my thing, and then one guy says it's not good, I no longer want to do my thing. <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah, nobody I here's like, no, I gotta do this my thing. thing. No, you're right. <laughs> do you They're, write individually or do you write as a group? Both. Well, a bit of both. Yeah. yeah, we do have a pretty like solid uh, communal taste, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I, I think I think if there was like if I, we were to ever give advice as a group, I think it is to find people that you like and work with them. But then also, like, we've, like, uh, I feel like when you see great stand-ups and stuff like that and, and Eddie Pepitone, right. like, uh, used to make fun of us. Like, we would go on and do a bit, all seven of us, because it took seven of us to be on stage. And then Eddie Pepitone would be like, there was, like, a bunch of circus cowards. Cl- cowards. Yeah. <laughs> he called us 35 cowards. Yeah. <laughs> and then he called himself the lone wolf. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great bit. It's true. I can take a picture of it going, I wish I could get on stage with 18 other people. <laughs> I wish I could do it. <laughs> that happened, like, three times in a month for some I, reason. I, we were I always think, uh, before him. And because we were dorks, we were taping our uh, <laughs> our sketches from the booth. So we have the rants uh, <laughs> on the on mini DV tape somewhere. <laughs> oh, you should get his permission and just put yeah, that we'll on the show. Him. We'll sell him to Eddie for his next documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Pepitone heckles sketch groups. <laughs> That'll be great. Kids in the hall. How many? What's the hall? <laughs> and they're kids. 
Um, it's true though. We have the opposite. We have the opposite approach, and sometimes it pays off. The group, the group attitude, uh, big fun stuff. We tend to do high energy sketches, which is a lot harder to do if you're like one soft spoken guy. Mm-hmm. But you get seven soft spoken guys, brings out the beast with. <laughs> <laughs> then we're barely not silent. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, what is the goal ultimately? Besides, like, do you want to do make films, or do you want to just keep making the show, or tour? Like, as a sketch group, what what? Yeah, uh, to continue to exist in some form sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we talk about sharks. We talk about sharks. Uh-huh. That's our movie pitch about a, a one shark that washes up on the beach of a very dumb town, and the, the people come to the shark to die. Like people, people keep getting eaten by the shark because they like walk by it, and it just like eats them as they walk by. Are, are, we, are we not in this movie? It's just starring oh, a shark. Yeah, the shark is the main vehicle. It's, it's a two-hour movie of just that scene, and that is our best movie idea. That is our best movie idea, and then uh, like. Accidents keep happening where water, like a sprinkler breaks and it waters the shark so it stays alive. There's a lot, we thought a lot about it. <laughs> Two hours, you have to come up with mechanisms. <laughs> we, we, we have toured some, and it's really fun. I mean, like, uh, I, I didn't think of us as uh, filmmakers for a long time, or because or, or, we did so much live comedy together. That was kind of our bread and butter. Um, but it's been really, it's been really fun to collaborate on this and, and have at least the semblance of a budget to uh, pull off ideas that we didn't previously attempt but um but yeah i'll i'll keep uh i'll keep working with any of these guys in pairs but not as mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i think our real goal is just to make as much money as possible yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, i'm thinking about investing in tim's oil company <laughs> we want to work on that star 69 idea you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> where you where you get to 69 a famous person for charity via phone <laughs> Would it be awkward if I chose Bob? No, go ahead. Oh, sure, all right, buddy. (laughs) Hey, buddy, 69 me for charity? (laughs) Okay. Sure thing. (laughs) (laughs) He might do it. He might do it. Yeah, I think think we're... uh, Yeah, because you you never know what will happen with the show, and we've we've liked doing it a lot like that, but uh, like... uh, Maybe we'll work on, you know, I feel like we're now stuck together forever. I think the question is, do we have to commit to it now? If we have to, we will. If you want us to combine right now and I, make I a- have a team of lawyers and a notary. There's witnesses. That's who they are. to do is come in. I need you to sign... All right, exactly. I'm in. I'm in for the Home Alone movie. The, the, I'm in for... It's a movie now? Yeah. No, I'm so... It's one of my favorite things ever of Kevin McAllister's Jigsaw is one of my favorite I, things. I think we have to make it then. And I'm making the pact right now. Well, you're now, as you know, we add members. We don't leave yes. this room without you. That's right. So now this eight-member monster will make that This film. is fantastic. We could probably still get Pesci and Daniel Stern. Oh, yeah. I would think. Definitely. How did Joe Pesci stop doing movies? I don't know, but don't we, know. we tried to get Daniel Stern in these Yeah, movies. we couldn't get you Daniel Stern for our show, but gossip? we can get him for this sketch, yeah. I think, for sure. <laughs> I would think so. I think so, He's too. holding out for a Home Alone scheme. Yeah. <laughs> Loves doing Home Alone stuff. Nobody's asked me yet. <laughs> Wait, 
Kevin is Jigsaw? <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, it makes sense. <laughs> I guess the talk boy is the first communication device. And then just as an extra added layer to make it as clunky as possible, then he has to narrate it like the Wonder Years. <laughs> and I knew at that moment I would always have to kill forever. <laughs> I'm sure he's in. I also like that your Daniel Stern impressions were like your first British character impressions that you did. That's my impression, baby. Do President Taft. Uh, look out, everybody. Here I come. <laughs> His famous tagline. The lamp's knocked over a lamp. Okay, for those of you who aren't in the room right now, the lamp just fell. Oh, I'm freaking out. Oh, the lamp that just was broke. amazing. If you tell, oh, I wish we had that document. I backed into one of these cheap floor lamps that everyone had in college. I, I will uh, say I've been nervous about like, that happening the whole I was time. Going, by the way, this is something that Taft would have done. He yeah. was a very large man. Classic Taft. I love that Jeff's impression. <laughs> Jeff's impression had nothing political. <laughs> nothing to do with you could have said anything presidential, and you say, "What'd you say? Hey guys, hey, here I come." Here I come. <laughs> He was warning ahead that he was coming. <laughs> I just assumed everybody was the United States. <laughs> Before every speech. Yeah, Did I, I come to be president? <laughs> Jeff, if you yeah. tell a joke that breaks a lamp, that's like, you get points. For <laughs> that's, that's, crazy. that's a lamp breaker. That is a total yeah, lamp breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've heard of knee slappers and lamp gut breakers. busters. It's a lamp breaker. <laughs> Well, um, the new season is November... October... October 17th. 17th. Yep, at 11.30. It's December... <laughs> December It's March Brewer... <laughs> you were close enough with November. I mean, you can DVR yeah. it well into November. October want. 17th. Yeah. People should watch it when it airs. They should watch it mm-hmm. when it airs. It on IFC. On IFC. Friday nights? Yeah. That's right. Friday uh, nights, 11.30, the... Best time to be in front of the old tube. We're on right there. Right. <laughs> That's our catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good time to be next to the old tube. That we're on right there. People uh, right after Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. Your friend and ours, Mr. Scott Ackerman. Scott Ackerman. And season one is streaming on Netflix right now. Yeah. And you have to catch up because we get these storylines going. From sketch to sketch, and if mm-hmm. you miss just one little detail, no, but you said before that there aren't any. Huh? Uh, uh. <laughs> no, you, that's the beauty. You can jump in on episode uh, three, four, five. It doesn't matter. Anytime. Excellent. But uh, keep your lamps safe. <laughs> Season two is coming. Lock up the lamps. <laughs> Lock up your lamps, kids. The birthday boys are coming back. Season two. Excellent. All right, cool. Uh, thanks for being here, you guys. Yeah, hey, thanks, thanks for having us. Oh, uh, is, where are you reachable via social media? Uh, at the birthday boys on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated. Do you all tweet from the same account, or does one person? We do. We do share that one. Yeah, just split around. We have individual ones, but they're twenty twenty characters each. That we each get to tell. Oh, right. <laughs> you should try a couple of those and just see just see how it plays out. I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> Enjoy a burrito, everyone. The end. That's it. Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. 
Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.